Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 125, Identifying Self-Sabotage. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> How are you all? Okay, couple things. The conference, Stop Over Drinking and Start Living the Conference, is happening the weekend of June 4th. You must sign up and register to attend the conference. The website to do that is angelamasenic.com forward slash the conference. All the details are posted there, what we're going to be covering on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday night, we're going to have a welcome, intro, Q&A with me. We're going to have a little dance party, and I'm going to help um, you create a drink plan, whether you want to cut back on the weekend or take a break or some combination of that. I'm going to teach you how I help my clients make a drink plan in a way that serves you and your goals around alcohol. And then on Saturday, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the conference. We're going to do a workshop together on thoughts, feelings, and actions, and how all of those things play together to create your relationship with alcohol. And there'll be some quote coaching, time to apply what I'm teaching in that workshop. Um, it'll be super interactive and fun. And you'll have this tool that you can take home with you and apply in all the areas of your life. And then on Sunday... You're going to have a chance to get live coaching with me. We're going to do some hot seat coaching for a couple hours. So you will apply to get coaching with me and it'll be under one topic and it'll think of like speed dating, but with coaching, super effective in a short amount of time with me that can shift things dramatically with you and your focus on drinking less. So you don't want to miss, again, the website to sign up and register for that is AngelaMasenic.com forward slash the conference. I'm charging $97 for the whole weekend, y'all. It's a no-brainer. It's all going to be recorded, so if you can't make one of the sessions, don't worry. We'll have the recordings up and available um, probably the same day. So even if you can only come to Saturday, you can have the recording and watch that um, from Friday before you attend the live session on Saturday or on Sunday, okay? So sign up for the conference. So I attended a conference myself this past weekend. It was a conference on self-sabotage. It was my first in-person event that I've been to in over a year and a half. And it was amazing. <laughs> and one of the things I love about this work and coaching and uncovering you know, thoughts and things in our brains that create our results in our life is uh, how I can take that information and what I learned and pass it on to you. So when I first started doing this work in my own journey to stop over drinking, from the very beginning, I had a podcast and I shared everything that I was learning about self-coaching and applying to my life. And I called that pod podcast Lessons on Self-Coaching. 
And I think there's like 52 episodes of it. Um, so that's when I first started podcasting. And then I switched over my podcast to be called Stop Over Drinking and Start Living as I became a certified life coach that specifically helps women stop over drinking. But all of those old podcast episodes are archived and they are inside my long-term coaching program, the six-month Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program. So if you're a member of that program, you can listen to all of those podcasts on on my lessons on self-coaching and how I applied what I learned to my own life and shared it with you. So this is kind of a throwback. This episode is kind of me doing that. So I learned a new concept called self-sabotage. It's not a new concept. I just haven't really... Um, dove into it myself. So I learned a lot about self-sabotage this weekend, applied it real time into my life, and I'm continuing to apply what I learned at this conference to myself. So I thought that I would create an episode for my takeaways from that and how I identified some of my own self-sabotaging behaviors. And I hope you all enjoy. You should probably grab a notebook for this episode. It's a good one. So I used to think self-sabotage meant I was doing something wrong. So that was a thought that I had when somebody would bring up the term self-sabotage. I thought, I'm doing something wrong. And I didn't like thinking that about myself. So I haven't enjoyed using the term self-sabotage and actually have avoided using that until now, right? So like, I just didn't even like the idea of self-sabotage because I thought it meant we were doing something wrong to ourselves. <laughs> so when I thought of self-sabotage, I would think I'm doing something wrong, which caused me to feel shameful. And I decided that I don't allow thoughts that make me feel that way anymore. So I just never really looked at self-sabotaging behaviors or classified what I was doing as self-sabotage. But after this conference I attended, now I think self-sabotage are just actions that I'm doing that aren't helping me get the results that I want. And when I think about it this way, I feel curious and open to figuring out why I'm doing these things I really don't want to be doing. So it's more about the actions that I'm taking versus there's something wrong with me. Okay, so that's how I want you all to approach too. Self-sabotage is just actions that you're doing that you actually don't really want to be doing and they're, they're um, preventing you from reaching your goals. Okay. So being willing to learn about your own self-sabotaging behaviors is taking responsibility for actions that you are taking or aren't taking that aren't creating the results that you want. And, you know, for us specifically here, we're going to talk about overdrinking. So for most of you, that would mean drinking more than you actually want to. So for example, saying that you're only going to drink two and you end up drinking four. And if you do that over and over again, we want to look at that and see why and what's going on. Okay. So you don't want to drink four drinks, right? You only want to drink two. And if you keep doing things that you don't want to be doing, and you actually know this while it's happening, like in your mind, it might be like, I actually don't really want this drink. Why am I drinking it? Q, 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 flag, 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 self-sabotage could be happening. And most people don't want to dive in and look at self-sabotaging behaviors because it means we have to dig a little deeper than the surface level. So I understand if you might feel a little resistant, but that's okay, right? Change is not something that a lot of people want to look at because it can be uncomfortable, but stick with me here. The goal also with self to, um, the goal isn't to end self-sabotage. It really is just to spot it when it's happening or shortly thereafter and make some adjustments, humans will always self-sabotage. It's what we do. So there's nothing wrong with you. Um, 
Most of the time, it's just having a limiting belief about ourselves or other people. And those beliefs cause us to do things we really don't want to do. They're not going to go away, but we can shine the light on them and understand our patterns and recognize them when they are happening and make some adjustments so we don't stay in self-sabotage as long as we normally do and we can still get to our goals. So getting to your goals of stopping over drinking won't be perfect, y'all. It's going to include some self-sabotage and you can see it for what it is and keep going. So the goal with is the goal with it is to work through it instead of ending it. Okay, so I learned that there are five areas where you can recognize patterns of self-sabotage. So I've talked about all of these areas and multiple variations of this podcast. And if you coach with me, you might be very familiar with them. So there's circumstances, things in your life. We also call them triggers. They're bosses, they're family members, there's jobs, there's pandemics, right? There's politics. There might be an overdrink. They're facts, okay? So when these things happen, you can start to notice that you want to do things like drink more, eat more, say screw it, all right? So the second area, so there's five. The first one was our, our circumstances or the facts in our life, okay? We call them triggers. The second area are our thoughts, and these are the sentences in your head. And you know when you have these thoughts like, an overdrink might be coming. There are thoughts like, just one glass won't hurt. Screw it. I need it. I'm having a day. My day is stressful. I'm bored. So you kind of know when you start thinking that way and you might get that chatter that those thoughts might be leading you down the path to have an overdrink or doing some self-sabotaging behavior. The third area is our feelings. So identifying the feelings that you have before you drink or certain feelings you'd rather not feel and you know that you drink from and you got to just learn to pause and notice and process those feelings instead of letting them drive your actions that you don't want to do like drinking. Okay. And then the fourth area is our actions. This is the one that really stuck out for me at this conference. So you can notice that you're drinking when you hadn't planned to and stop. You can interrupt your action. You can also just notice the non-actions. And this is what I, I really noticed. So like for some of you, you maybe you haven't made a drink plan. Maybe you aren't journaling. Maybe you aren't staying engaged with your goals to stop over drinking. Sometimes the inaction part is easier to identify than the actual action, right? So like you could, I, you could notice things you aren't doing, okay? So maybe you aren't drinking your water. You aren't getting enough sleep. Maybe you are scrolling too much on Facebook or Instagram. So those are some really easy ways to see if you might be self-sabotaging is looking at what you're doing or not doing. And then the fifth part um, of some areas where you can identify self-sabotage is the results that you have in your life that you don't want, right? <laughs> so like the amount that you are drinking on a regular basis, how often you drink over your planned amount or any other result that overdrinking is causing in your life. So identifying self-sabotage here is looking at how often you are drinking more than you want to. For overdrinking, one of the easiest ways to see if you might be self-sabotaging is after an overdrink. If you overdrink or drink off your plan, you want to see what is going on and commit to not being hard on yourself. Remember, we talk about this all the time, being hard on yourself and letting those shameful, guilty thoughts take up space in your brain. It really only keeps that self-sabotage cycle going. You want to be curious, like an investigator, to see what happens so you can make adjustments going forward. So you want to ask yourself, you know, 
So remember that we're identifying an overdrink is an easy way to see if you are self-sabotaging. So the next day after you have an overdrink or drinking more than you wanted to, you want to ask yourself some questions. So what was the feeling you weren't willing to feel when you drank more than you planned? And you want to ask that question, write it down, and you know take it to your journal. Another question is, what thoughts were you having? And then the third question is, what were the triggers or events that were happening that day? Right, so now we have information and you want to write all of that out in your journal as you explore what happened that led to you drinking off your plan. You want to notice and acknowledge that you drink when you actually didn't want to and take responsibility for that in a very loving way, okay? So you just simply tell yourself, I drank more than I wanted to and I'm going to figure out why, okay? And then decide what you want to think about whatever was going on at the time that you had that overdrink that feels good to you. So you get to tell yourself whatever you want. It's your thoughts, remember? <laughs> they're yours. You're your, they're your thoughts that, are, that usually stay inside your brain about this stuff. And they really only matter to you. So you want to choose thoughts that feel less charged than they did when you decided to drink. And then you get to decide what you want to do differently, right? So like maybe next time, and you know, you notice those thoughts that you had, and you decide what you want to do. So maybe you want to go for a walk, you want to go journal, listen to a song, listen to a meditation, drink a big glass of water, go lay down for 10 minutes. Pick something easy for you to do that will feel good instead of drinking. Okay? And then you want to remind yourself why this new action is something you actually want to do. Remember why you want to drink less, why you have goals around it, and reminding yourself that you're constantly choosing this new action on purpose. Okay, so this is part of that rewiring of the brain that I talk about. You want to interrupt the process. And we can only interrupt the process or the old habit by getting aware of what the habit or the or the action was in the first place, right? So that's why you want to do some reflection and, and uncover what the self-sabotage action was happening from. That's getting aware of the thoughts and your feelings in the time where it happened, changing those thoughts, right, to make it feel less charged, and being aware of your feelings so that you don't automatically do the overdrink, okay? So that's just kind of the core, right? So I talk about that all the time, like do the evaluation, get clear what happened, make a path going forward. All of that advice remains the same here. It's just the self-sabotage is a different way to look at it. It's just like, okay, when you know that you don't want to be doing something and you keep doing it, there's a reason, right? So we want to look at that. That's the self-sabotaging behavior. So ending self-sabotage also needs to include self-celebration, okay? So, and again, I don't want you guys to think that the goal is to end self-sabotage. The goal here is to work through it <laughs> and know that it's going to happen. So you need to acknowledge, acknowledge the success that you have had. Every single win counts, okay? So if you normally drink at five and you've been pushing it back till six, celebrate the F out of that, okay? If you've cut back on weekday drinking by 50%, celebrate that. Celebrate exactly where you are and really train your brain to notice the small wins and to make them bigger. Your brain will create more of whatever you focus on the most, so if you wallow in self-pity and self-loathing because of all the things you aren't doing, well, your brain is going to serve up more of that, 
Okay. If you're consciously celebrating yourself in all the wins, your brain is going to help you get more wins. So while I was at the conference, I noticed some of my own self-sabotaging patterns. And I noticed I was avoiding. I was numbing out with TV and snacks. And because I learned I had a fear of success, this conference helped me see that I had a fear of success. And I was worried that if I allowed myself to get creative, I would have ideas that I would want to implement, like writing a book and going on a book tour. And my brain told me that if I did that, I'd separate myself from my family and friends and that I'd be going at it alone and that my relationships would change. And that scared me. Like it really legitimately, I had a fear about it. Instead of challenging those thoughts, I believe them, y'all. And so I didn't allow myself to explore my new ideas. And that is self-sabotage because I have goals of reaching more women, going bigger, writing a book, and more. And I was holding myself back because of this fear. And I was doing self-sabotaging behavior. Instead of thinking this way, I learned that I could choose to believe that my people would want me to be successful and that they would want to support me and come along with me on my journey. Right? So I had a thought shift about it. So I'm not scared anymore. And now I'm more open to exploring what is next for me. And the cool part is that I'm not inclined to escape with TV and snacks at the end of the day because I'm more open and more excited about what's next. I am not judging myself for having those thoughts either. This is part of this work. Like I went in open to learning about ways I was (laughs) self-sabotaging. Okay, like there was a benefit to me finding these things because when you find your obstacles like self-sabotaging actions and thoughts, right? It helps you reach your goals, right? It helps you do what you actually want to be doing. So I was just taking responsibility of my own actions that weren't helping me reach my goals. And that's really self-love. It's interrupting that self-sabotage cycle. The other area of self-sabotage I noticed was in my relationships with my external family. I was very, very focused (laughs) on what they were not doing. So my thoughts were, they don't call, they don't visit, they don't show interest. And I had thoughts like, I wasn't good enough, or I'll never be good enough. And if you have these thoughts about someone, it might be an indicator that you are self-sabotaging. What I learned is that I was focusing on what wasn't happening, not what is actually happening. What is happening isn't a lot. Well, really, there's nothing happening. (laughs) So the drama is lessened. It feels less charged. And I don't want to avoid, escape, and continue self-sabotaging my relationships, right? So in my brain, it's like, they're not doing this. They're not doing this. They're not doing this. And now it's like, there's really not a lot going on. There's no actions happening. And so for me, that feels less charged, right? When I felt that way before, cue Netflix, (laughs) Netflix isn't going to help me improve my relationships or help me be who I want to be, right? It was self-sabotage. It was holding me back. And I backed it up and looked at what I was thinking. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Those thoughts about what people weren't doing was not helpful for me. So now I'm just focusing on what is the facts and the truth and I'll keep moving forward. So there are many indicators of self-sabotage. I just gave you two examples of the biggest ones that I noticed for myself. And I would just recommend like looking at maybe one, like starting off with one, like where's one area where I might be self-sabotaging. And it's really up to you to start wanting to learn when they are happening. And you want to do this with curiosity and love for yourself and compassion. Because 
when you take the time to look at self-sabotage, you get to have an opportunity to interrupt it and to stop it. And that will help you reach your goals faster. So it's worth doing, my friends. You don't want to approach it with like this thought like, okay, let me go find where I'm fucking up. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Don't do that. It sounds very gentle. It's like, I feel like I'm doing things that aren't helping me reach my goals. This is normal, but I want to interrupt that so I can get to my goals sooner. All right, so let's keep an eye out. That's what it should sound like in your head as you approach this. Self-sabotage is normal. Stop thinking there's something wrong with you if you know you're doing it. And if you're in my coaching program, volunteer to get coached. If any of this is saying ding, 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 yes, that's me. I'm not doing the things that I actually want to be doing. You want to raise your hand and get some coaching. And definitely join the conference the weekend of June 4th if you are not in my coaching program. If you are in my coaching program, you are automatically registered and enrolled at the time of the program. So if you're an active participant in my coaching program on the weekend of June 4th, then you'll be enrolled. And if you want to be in my six-month coaching program where we dive deeper into this stuff and we get to the root of why we're over drinking and you're surrounded by lovely women all there to support you, and you make permanent changes with your relationship with alcohol, you should apply and join us so you can come to the conference for free. (laughs) You can click the link in the show notes to get the conference information and to apply to join me in the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program. I love you all so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.